0: Quakes, lightning, foreign rain, tornadoes, tsunamis, and a hurricane. Killer Earth.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Killer Earth podcast. What it do? What it do? It's our first episode.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: This is like a I, long time yeah. in the making.
0: It has been a long time, maybe like three years in the making. Just because... We've been wanting to do this forever for years.
1: Yes. And we're finally doing it. And the summer of COVID gave us the excuse to get our shit together.
0: I know. It's been a blessing in disguise. So, and today's election day, which we all know is insane. Yeah. And it's the end of Mercury retrograde. It's the last retrograde in um, 2020. So I'm so over it and I'm so ready for us to be out of it. And if you don't know what Mercury retrograde is, it's um, a time where the planets align, where communication is really messed up, technology doesn't work or it breaks, travel plans, you know, get completely screwed up. And that's kind of been my month all month. So I'm ready to be done with it.
1: I thought Mercury retrograde was when Mercury went in the opposite rotation.
0: Yeah, something like that. I don't really know. I, have, to, I, I mean, have no idea. It's guess, something to do with the lining of the planets, and oh. has a lot to do with it. But sometimes, like they're like, "Oh, it's in Sagittarius." I don't even know what I see. I,
1: I read that it happens every 18 months.
0: Um. Well, this year we had three of them. Weird. So I guess we'll have to do more research on that. But I guess yeah. this is not a Mercury retrograde podcast. It isn't. It, it, is could not. <laughs> it could be.
1: It could be. Could be eventually
0: well at least we're starting afresh without mercury retrograde in our way so yes yes well guys this is a podcast it's called killer earth and it's about natural disasters and Ooh. how we've all been affected <laughs> by these things um and we're really going to dive in deep to um you know weather situations volcanoes um earthquakes all the things that, hurricanes yes
1: yes tsunamis yeah Pro- probably plane crashes too
0: oh yeah because they t- weather has totally made planes crash so so and that's actually
1: yeah go ahead <laughs> okay so so we were best friends and we met at work yep and we share a mutual passion for cataclysmic natural disasters and weather events Yes. And we thought, why not do a podcast where we tell each other stories and details about events and history and the history of weather? Yeah.
0: And literally, I walked into the office and I was like, oh, hi, Vanessa. Like, let's talk about this plane crash. And I still, to this day, can't remember. I know. Or maybe... I don't know what it was, but we talked about it for like a week and then we were just like instantly best friends. So
1: yeah, it it was, it was, it was huge and it was, it was really bothering both of us and we couldn't stop talking about it. I remember that. I just can't remember which one we could probably figure it out eventually.
0: Yeah. I'll look into that more, but it was like something where we were like both, both obsessed. And then Vanessa's like, you know, I watch the weather channel, like as my hobby in life and I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So. yeah. Hurricane coverage every year is – I always have it on in the background. It's the most exciting thing to me. It's, like, (laughs) like comforting. I like to fall asleep to it. Oh, wow. That's so funny to me. Isn't that weird? I love it.
0: I love it. Well, I fall asleep to, like, following stories like, you know, anything disastrous. So I guess it's the same thing.
1: Yeah. Or, like, natural disaster movies.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Like Like There's so many good ones. I just watched Twister like two times this summer just to fall asleep too, because I love it so much.
1: It's one of my favorite movies. Oh God, yes. Um, I recently purchased for like $16 on Amazon Dante's Peak. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know what that's about, honestly. It's about a volcano, but... Oh yeah, I have heard of that. It's not good. And there's just something about it that... I just needed it and I couldn't, it it wasn't (laughs) streaming anywhere for free. And I'm like, click, (laughs) it's fine. Oh
0: man. Well, I've watched the wave like three times this summer also, which we'll get into that whole story later um, in the podcast, but it's about that like mountain, that a mountain slide that literally a mountain just like fell into this like gorge thing. I don't even know what it's called. Like it's no fjord. That's what it is. And it like wiped out a whole town, and it's just like, oh my god, this movie's so good! Like, but it's not, you know, it's it's very factual in what happened, but it's obviously about a made-up couple, you know, and family trying to survive it. So it's really intense and really good. If you guys are bored, it's a foreign movie, but it's like, so what's it good. called?
1: The Wave. The Wave is that the one you're doing today?
0: No, no, I'm oh, gonna okay. do that later. That one's actually hard to find um, information about. Mm. Um, it happened like in the sixties, I believe 1964, but it's, it's just a fascinating story. So I definitely want to dive deep and get into that one. So I'm not doing that one today, but I am doing. We're going
1: to, we're going to deep dive into a lot of things. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, Should I go first? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to talk today about. arguably the most famous hurricane in the history of the world. Yes. Definitely in the history of the United States. I'm going to talk about Hurricane Katrina.
0: Oh, gosh. That's a lot.
1: I know. So it actually was a lot to take on for the first episode because we don't really know what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And there's so much information. Um, I sourced most of the info um, for the this episode from good old Wikipedia.
0: Of course.
1: Um, but also National Geographic, the New York Times, and this book called Stories from the Storm.
0: Ooh, I love it.
1: And then I just feel like I just know a lot of random information about it just from being obsessive about hurricanes um, mm-hmm. throughout the years. So I actually, this happened in 2005 in August and I was a freshman in college. So you would have been a sophomore. Yeah. Do you remember this happening?
0: Yes, absolutely. Like that it was everywhere and it was so devastating. And I, even the effects afterwards for years, even to this day, it's like. You
1: were in Texas, weren't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I had like, yeah, I had friends like driving on up to like help out. I think at one point I was trying to make my way up there. I don't remember why I didn't.
1: Yeah, you um, were so close to all of yeah. this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um I remember I had a professor who the first day of class um was like if you go right now down to New Orleans and help out with the relief effort, whether it's through the Red Cross or whoever, I'll give you an automatic A-plus in the class and you, you won't have so to do beautiful. any work. Yeah, and but everyone was like, but what about the rest of our classes? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like logistically, it didn't make any sense, but...
0: Oh, but that was such a good move on his part.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was such a big deal. And the relief effort, I mean, it was really like all hands on deck. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... Let's get into it. Okay. Okay, so I'm ready. From the top, just from the top. Um Katrina is the deadliest US hurricane since the Okeechobee hurricane in Florida in 1928. Wow. Um do not know
0: anything about Okeechobee?
1: I I know. I didn't know about it either. Um I'm sure we'll talk about it on another episode, but also I feel like you know of course it was super deadly in the twenties. They didn't have a yeah. they didn't have a warning system. Yeah. Like what the hell were they supposed to they do? They probably didn't have the
0: infrastructure either to like yeah protect themselves from that kind of wind and stuff.
1: I'm picturing like really weird things, but I just feel like like just their defenses back mm-hmm. in the day. Like they just, yeah, they didn't have the infrastructure and the the you know know-how to deal with. Massive disasters. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Okay. So the best estimate is that 1,836 people died. Wow. Um, in Katrina with most of the fatalities occurring in Louisiana. Wow. Um, yeah. And there's also varying estimates. Some estimates are as low as like 700. It it was really all over the map and there's still um, debate about just how many people.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Cause they never, like some of the the
1: people were never found. Yes. There's still to this day missing people. Oh, that's so awful. I know it really is. Okay. So Katrina, everyone associates it with new, new Orleans. Um, is that how you pronounce it? New Orleans, new Orleans.
0: I I don't know. People go either way. I know. I sometimes. I've always said New Orleans, but yeah,
1: New New Orleans is correct, not New Orleans. New Orleans, okay. Yeah. Um. Correct us
0: if you're if we're wrong.
1: Yep. Let us have it (laughs) because we we are not journalists. We're not. Okay. Let's also make that clear. We are not experts or journalists (laughs) or fucking climatologists. We don't know anything.
0: (laughs) We really have no idea. We're just bringing the stories to you from sources that we trust.
1: We fully accept corrections and whatever else you want to throw our way. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We should have made that clear in
0: the beginning. I know. know, I think you'll start to realize that we're not experts as we get more into this. (laughs)
1: You definitely will. You will know that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, um, it's associated with the Gulf Coast and New Orleans um, because that's where it caused the most death and destruction. But it actually formed in the southeastern Bahamas. Mm. Um, I always just pictured it like just swooping up through the Gulf, but it did not. It was a Bahamas and it was like a Florida hurricane first.
0: Oh yeah. I, I like think l- I forgot about that too.
1: I know. I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Okay, so um it hit New Orleans, New Orleans on the 20 uh August 29th, but it actually formed um 6 days earlier on the 23rd as just like a r- tropical depression. Mhm. So, do you know what a tropical depression is, cat?
0: You know what? I don't (laughs) I always just assume it's like a tropical storm right but like it's used so it's used so often that I should know what it is but I'm always just like oh it's a storm right
1: yeah so it's it's just a tropical cyclone that has winds of 38 miles per hour or less
0: I mean 38 is pretty hardcore
1: yeah it's not you know it's it's up there yeah but um
0: like, when we get gusts of 40 up here and the trees are going nuts, it's like,
1: woo <laughs> Right, right, right. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, just like a storm. Just a storm over the ocean. Yeah. Um, it was the 12th tropical depression of the 2005 Atlantic hurricane season. Mm. Um, so, a cyclone, it's a rapidly rotating storm system with a low-pressure center. Strong mm. winds, and this is kind of terrifying. A spiral arrangement of thunderstorms. Oh, <laughs> I weird! I don't like that. <laughs>
0: I don't either. So it's like a bunch of thunderstorms, like spiraling around each other. And yeah, that's like, what a
1: hurricane is. Th- no, this is what a cyclone is. This, we aren't. Uh-oh. This is not. We're not even at the hurricane stage yet.
0: Oh wait, is that like a tornado?
1: Well, is it the same. It isn't. <laughs> it's similar. Okay. So, it's, yeah, a spiral arrangement of thunderstorms that produces heavy rain or squalls. And okay. squalls are sudden, violent gusts of wind. Okay. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like a shitty storm, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Katrina, she's not even Katrina yet. She's just Tropical Depression 12. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the next day, the 24th of August, she. Tropical depression twelve picks up moisture and heat from the ocean, um, and that makes storms' intensity and speed increase. Mm-hmm. Once a storm picks up to thirty-nine miles per hour, it becomes a tropical storm. Okay, so it was a depression slash cyclone. Now it's a storm. So okay. she officially becomes her tropical storm Katrina, and she heads west towards Florida. Um, and a state of emergency is declared there because she's coming for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Thursday, August twenty fifth. Um, so we're four we're four days before landfall in the Gulf in New Orleans. Hmm. Um. Katrina strengthens into a hurricane over the Atlantic and makes landfall as a Cat One hurricane in Florida.
0: Which Cat One meaning, like? What kind of wind speed, I guess, is that what, how they determine it?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. So I have it right here. Um, okay. <clears throat> so to be classified as a category one hurricane, um, there have to be sustained winds for one minute of at least 74 miles per hour. Whoa. That's pretty. fucking. That's like, guess. that's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. So from 39 to 73, you're a tropical storm but she strengthened to 74.
0: And it has to be going at 70 miles an hour for a whole minute. A 74. Like there's no,
1: 74, oh my gosh. For at least, for, for one minute. That's what sustained winds mean. I
0: mean, I know I've felt gusts of 70, but like not for a whole minute. Like that's insane.
1: Yeah. And you're picking up like ocean water. So... Yeah, so you're like, yeah. So this, okay, so she hits... Um, about 20 miles north of Miami, um, so there's super heavy rainfall in Miami. There's flooding all throughout the county. A bunch of homes are damaged. Um, ton, you know, millions are without power, and 12 people are killed. Um, which is that's a lot.
0: That's a lot. And I'm sorry, that's in Florida.
1: Yeah, like okay. right above Miami is where is where uh, he makes landfall as a cat one.
0: That's so scary.
1: Yeah. So the next day on Friday, um, so we're three days before hitting um, New Orleans, mm-hmm. Katrina briefly weakens back to a tropical storm. Hmm. Um, But then she starts hooking north into the Gulf of Mexico and within one hour strengthens to a category two.
0: That's a lot to... Transform into one hour, and how fast is that? Like, how fast are the wind speeds for a category two?
1: So that's between ninety six and one hundred and nine miles per hour. Yeah.
0: So, can you even like stand in that wind speed? I (laughs) don't
1: think you can.
0: How? I don't. I don't believe so. I'd like to try it. Like, just stand and see. Like, if you could, like, keep standing.
1: Oh, you know, like my ultimate fantasy is to. ride out a hurricane with like yes. with like weather people. Okay. Sorry. Sidebar. Um, my dad, um, I think there
0: was one hurricane that he used to tell me about up in Maine. It came all the way up to Maine and I don't know what year it was, but they made cardboard. They took cardboard pieces and would like fly with them, not fly, but like they'd hold it behind their backs and like
1: try to get air. <laughs> oh shit, like a- when
0: I can see you being like, this is my My favorite dream.
1: (laughs) I would. I would do that.
0: Oh, my God. I I would go out with you, but I wouldn't want anything to, like, hit me. I would just, like, want the wind to hit me.
1: I would want to post up in, like, you know, a reinforced, like, storm chaser building. With, yeah, like, all the technology, but like you have access to the outside, so you could go outside and see what's happening for just like a minute. You can
0: go out and like explore it, and then you can like run back in and be safe.
1: Yeah, but like you're totally safe inside the building. Yeah, that's but, like I would do that with you. That is one of the goals of this podcast is to okay. get funded to do that, to get <laughs> sponsored to do that.
0: Okay, I'm ready. We're I will do, do that it. with you. Yeah.
1: Okay. So. um... So, hurricanes can cause tornadoes,
0: which Ooh. is, like,
1: fucked up. That's crazy.
0: Are you foreshadowing
1: right now? Well, well, <laughs> Katrina causes a tornado in Marathon, Florida, which is the Keys.
0: Wow. I had no idea.
1: I know. i I don't ever associate tornadoes with the Keys, but it happened. Wow. So, overall... Uh, she causes 153 million dollars in damage to f- to just South Florida. Wow! And most of it is crop damage. So she just like takes out tons of crops, crops. But I don't know what kind of crops.
0: What kind of crops?
1: I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just lots of crops. Okay. What do they grow in South Florida? Like
0: Little oranges.
1: Oh yeah. Cranberries? Grapefruit. No, isn't cranberries like... They're in the water, but like maybe mainland? that was...
0: Would... No, I think... Well, I don't know. Yeah, can there's... someone tell us out there if cranberries are grown? No, but they're in the Everglades,
1: I thought. Cran- well, I, there's a there's a cranberry bogs in Massachusetts. That's oh, okay. For. I okay. I don't mean, know. Maybe they grow elsewhere, though. Who
0: knows? I don't know. You guys can tell us what kind of crops are... Okay. You know. Yeah.
1: So it's originally predicted that... Katrina is going to hit the Florida panhandle. Um, But nope. She heads for Mississippi and really quickly they activate their national guard in anticipation of mass devastation.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And around this time, so we're like three days out um, before landfall The governor of Louisiana, Kathleen Blanco, and the governor of Mississippi, Haley Barber, who is a dude, by the way, even though his first Mm -hmm. name is Haley. Yeah. They declare states of emergency. So, taking it seriously, shit's getting real. But that's in Mississippi, though. And Louisiana. Oh, and Louisiana. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, because they're not exactly sure where she's going to really, like, fuck all the shit up. yeah. Okay, so the next day, Saturday, um, local officials along the Mississippi coast begin evacuating people. Uh, Katrina, she's still swirling out in the Gulf, and she becomes a Category 3. Mm-hmm. And she's heading for Mississippi at this point. Um, so she has 115 mile-per-hour winds which like wow. what would that even be like being out in the ocean in that
0: Oh my god, I don't know.
1: Like what is it? Like what happens? I don't I don't
0: know. I don't That's like it. so terrifying for me to even think about.
1: I know. So at this point, um she's now the third strongest hurricane of the season and she's now heading directly for, for New Orleans. Um, so New Orleans is like, you go, y'all got to get the fuck out. Like everybody should leave. So, um, there's a mass evacuation. Um, there's 18,000 cars per hour, like on the high, like leaving on the highway.
0: I remember that. I remember people were trying to get out, but there was like so much traffic that like some people couldn't. Right. And, and like I remember like watching the news and people being like I can't afford to get to leave my house. Like right. I have nowhere to go.
1: Well, what do you do? That's well, that's why this storm ended up being so fucking devastating because and we'll get to that. There were l- a lot of people who were too poor to leave and didn't did, couldn't afford didn't have a car, couldn't afford a hotel, didn't know anyone they could go stay with. Yeah, that's where it gets, like, really devastating and terrible. Yeah. Okay, so um, at this point, so this is Saturday, um, August 27th, Katrina actually starts losing some of her intensity due to a thing that happens with hurricanes called the eyewall replacement cycle. Hmm. And I looked it up, and it's super complicated and confusing, and I really could not figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> uh, en- enough to like explain it in layman's terms um, but basically it means that the, the eye of the storm is replaced by a new eye what? for whatever reason and the the storm temporarily weakens but it expands because of it
0: whoa i so, never like, even heard about that
1: yeah so she's getting weaker but bigger
0: oh my gosh yeah so like this new eye was just like get out of your old eye I'm coming <laughs>
1: <laughs> basically yeah okay yeah whoa so like time to switch eyes okay okay so <laughs> here's another really shitty thing that was going on at at this time this summer which did not help um there's a thing called the loop current. Okay. It's a flow of warm water that travels up from the Caribbean past the Yucatan Peninsula through the Gulf past the Keys and up the Atlantic seaboard. Mm -hmm. It's just it's a current that is always there. Um, It was unusually warm in 2005. Mm -hmm. And warm water (sighs) feeds hurricanes. Like it's it's not good. Yeah. So – Katrina hits the loop current and she becomes a category four. Wow. Um, it's yeah. She like really, really intensifies.
0: Went, so what's that wind speed?
1: Um, uh, I didn't write that down, but I, but she, okay. So she does, she eventually becomes a category five.
0: After oh becoming God. category
1: four, which is wind speed of, oh, it's the highest category, obviously. And it's wind speed over 156 miles per hour.
0: Eek. No, thanks.
1: Yeah. So at no, this thanks. point, um, New Orleans is in the direct path of Katrina. The U S coast guard is like, peace out. We're le. we'll, we'll be back. We're not going to stay here for this. Mm-hmm um
0: the u.s coast guard said that they were like we're out yeah
1: they're like we're not putting our our people in danger and we'll we'll be back as soon as we can but they're we yeah. can't stay in the path of this like everybody should have left
0: yeah and that's so sad because some people couldn't leave it's like what are you gonna do and i don't like i know blame i don't blame the u.s Car- coast guard for being like well we have to go well but it's so sad though
1: they later i guess come back and kick ass and won a bunch of awards for okay, good. how awesome they were. But
0: yeah. Okay, good. That's yeah. good to
1: know. So um, President Bush declares a state of emergency um, in parts of Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi. Um, so this is like so um like elementary school geography, but um, you know, it goes Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. Yeah, you probably know that, especially yeah. <laughs> Texas, I just wanted to say that that's a, that's important for the the. You story. know what?
0: A lot of people don't know their U.S. Um, geography. It's really sad.
1: I know a lot
0: of people don't even know where Maine is, like from the south. I know, like where's Maine? I'm like, dude, it's a state.
1: They clump all the little New England states together. I know. Um. Okay. So there's there was a lot of controversy with how um the The whole like emergency warning and relief of Katrina went down. Um, so president Bush doesn't declare a state of emergency in the coastal parishes of Louisiana for some reason, hmm. which is like w- what were in the direct path. But oh, weird. I really, I, I read a lot about it and I'm not going to go over all of it because it's too much, but there, there was a lot of miscommunication between all of these different agencies and like the federal government, the state of Louisiana, the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, Makes also, sense. also, okay. I learned this doing this research. Did you know that counties are called parishes in Louisiana?
0: I do. And that's only because my husband works there.
1: Right. I did not know that.
0: I didn't know that until recently. Um
1: I so never that
0: is really weird. Yeah. I never
1: understood that. I've heard that word forever and I'm I'm always like what the fuck does that mean like a church town? Like
0: what is a <laughs> parish? Well, maybe. I mean, but like what did they why? Do you know why they call them that? I yes. know that they're called that, but I don't know why.
1: So it's a remnant of when the Catholic Church basically ruled Louisiana and they they broke Areas up into parishes, like where each, like basically counties, where each county had a church that, like, ruled over it. But parish is like a religious term,
0: so it was like priest. So, like, priest Bob was like, I'm gonna have this like (laughs) plot of land over here with my church in my area, and then like, priest, like, Gary did the same thing, (laughs) yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gary and Bob. Are those your cats' names? No,
0: Gary's one of them. Just
1: gary oh, not Bob. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Bob's my uncle's name, but it's oh. just a good name to use, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Fills in, it gets the point across.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they just never got rid of that term, parish. They just always kept it.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting because I, I oh. knew that that's what they were called. They just didn't know why. So that's, like, really interesting to me.
1: Okay. So Sunday – August 28th, the day before the big landfall. Um Katrina is now a Cat 5, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um she she remains well north of Cuba, but she like fucked up the western side of Cuba, which we don't really hear about. Wow. Um that's sad. Yeah, like horrible flooding, 8,000 people were displaced from their homes. Oh. There was this one area of Cuba that was, like, completely underwater, this little, like, coastal city, little town. I, I went on Instagram and looked up photos of it.
0: Isn't that so sad how it's, like, all about Katrina and, like, Cuba and, like, Florida and the, all these other places? Like, even the – well, I don't know how – did the Bahamas get a lot of damage? I know that's where no, it started.
1: They but didn't. still,
0: yeah. It. What? It's just crazy that, like, there's so much other damage I know. to it, you know?
1: Because of what happens in New Orleans with the the death and destruction, other places, like I remember, you know, eventually people were like, yeah, Mississippi is screwed too. Like Mississippi got, had horrible destruction, but you, uh, you just didn't hear about it because of what goes down. I know. Um, okay. So the mayor of Louisiana at the time, the mayor of Louisiana. Oh my God! The mayor of Wait, New what did you say? I said the oh. mayor of Louisiana. The <laughs> mayor.
0: Of- I was like, "What's wrong with that?" And then, <laughs> sorry, the mayor- I caught it.
1: <laughs> the mayor of Louisiana, Ray Nagin, holds a press conference, and he you mean New Orleans of New Orleans, Ray Nagin. Said- <laughs>
0: You just said what mayor of Louisiana. Say?
1: God damn it. <laughs>
0: you just said Mayor of Louisiana again after you corrected it. It was funny. Okay, anyway.
1: Okay. We get it. Mayor the, of New Orleans. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Okay. He orders. I love f- it. <laughs> he orders the first ever mandatory evacuation of New Orleans. Um, he says, quote, Katrina is a storm that most of us have long feared. Yeah. Um, And the city begins to set up shelters of last resort for people who cannot or will not leave.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So 80% of New Orleans uh, residents evacuate. Um, And then 26,000 people start filtering into the Superdome, which is where um, like most of the people that couldn't leave or, or, like wouldn't leave ended up taking shelter.
0: The superdome. Is that like the football that,
1: stadium? Yeah. That's where the saints play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And I guess they had some supplies there. They had food and water.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So 1 PM on Sunday, Katrina reaches her peak intensity. She's still out in the Gulf 175 mile per hour sustained winds
0: like holy F no.
1: Yeah. Um, the national weather service in Baton Rouge and new Orleans issues, a bulletin, um, basically saying like this area is going to be uninhabitable, uninhabitable for weeks. Um, devastating damage will occur. And it's going to be as bad or worse as Hurricane Camille, um, which was the 1969 hurricane that devastated the Gulf Coast. Uh. And yeah. Um, Okay. This is also important. The director of the National Hurricane Center, um, I guess, calls President Bush and is like, dude, I'm really worried that the storm surge is going to be the issue. It's going to push over the levees and the flood walls in mm. New Orleans. Yeah. So he you know is kind of one of the first um people of authority that is starts talking about the levees and we all know what ends up happening with the levees. That becomes yeah. the issue. Right. So this is super fucking sad, but um so that night on Sunday night, it hasn't hit yet. The first deaths associated with the hurricane are reported. Um, and it's three nursing home patients that die no. of dehydration while they're being evacuated to Baton Rouge. No. Not horrible.
0: No one gave them water?
1: I don't know. I'm I guess, like how what the hell? That's so they're
0: being evacuated, but like That's so weird.
1: Yeah, they're not even. I don't like that. I know. They're not even. The storm hasn't even hit yet. And they're. They just like die. But they. They attribute the deaths to the hurricane technically because they're being evacuated.
0: Yeah, but give them some damn water. I know. I know. I don't. I mean.
1: I don't know. Maybe they had certain medical conditions where. They needed IVs or something. Oh,
0: maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Let's improve nursing home care in the U S that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. It's still, still isn't any better, but no. (laughs) Anyways, that's another rant for another day.
1: So, okay. There are many private caregiving facilities like nursing homes and long term care facilities that are relying on bus companies and ambulances to get patients out. Yeah. And a lot of them are not able to evacuate because there was this big miscommunication and issue with getting buses to these places. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, Governor Blanco of Louisiana, um, she, I guess, I mean, I don't know how this happened, but she did not sign an emergency waiver in time to allow any licensed driver to transport people on commercial vehicles in commercial vehicles
0: I didn't even know you would have to have a waiver can't you just be like I know
1: I I don't can't get you it. just be
0: like come with me i'm saving your life bye I, like I know
1: it i don't i don't know why people would be like cool i'll get arrested or fined or whatever later like why couldn't they just i don't know but that yeah. was one of the things that So they didn't have bus drivers. They didn't have people getting these very dependent people out of harm's way.
0: That's so sad.
1: Okay, so Monday the 29th, this is is the day. Um, Dawn breaks, and Katrina has actually weakened to a Category 4. She makes landfall over Southeast Louisiana and Mississippi as a Category 3, because, you know, once hurricanes start, Hitting land, they weaken because they don't have that warm water feeding them. Yeah. From below. Um, she hits 125 mile per hour winds is her wind speed. Yeah. And she lands over, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Burrus Triumph, Louisiana, hmm. um, which is 60 miles southeast of New Orleans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, – Hurricane winds extend 120 miles per hour from the center. I don't mm. exactly know what that means.
0: Like from the center of the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, maybe that means like from the eye goes 125. Never mind. <laughs> I might
1: have, you know what? I might I might have written it down I It might have been hurricane winds extend 120 miles from the. That's center.
0: what I'm thinking. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Which is, like, a really big storm, but, like, circumference-wise, like, that's a lot of yeah land for a lot of wind speed. You know what I mean?
1: So, now she's fucking pummeling the gulf. Um, wind speeds increased to 130 miles per hour at some points. Um, and the eye of the storm, um, it was projected to be, like, that it was going to be right over new orleans but it actually moves east of it. Hmm. Um and you know the worst place to be in a hurricane is right like on the side of the eye. Yeah. That's where the wind I have heard are. that mm-hmm. yeah. Um okay.
0: So, so it's so. like you have eye and then really bad winds and then mm-hmm. the like weaker winds are like outside of it
1: cuz the eye is relatively like, is like calm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So, just some background. We we should talk a little bit about New Orleans as a city. So it's below sea level, mm-hmm. so that sucks. Um. Yeah. And it, it's surrounded by waterways and lakes. Um. The Mississippi River runs through it, and there's a big lake. I think it's pronounced Lake Pontchartrain. Pontchartrain. I don't know. Uh, Chartrain. I don't know. I should have looked into that, but I didn't. So yeah, it's just like a Lakey canally, marshy place. Um, so it has this system of levees. Do you know what a levee is?
0: Uh, yes and no, I don't really know. I know what it is. I just don't know how it works, I guess.
1: Okay. So levees are basically like reinforced concrete walls that line waterways that mm-hmm. prevent water from spilling over into the city. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like any city that has infrastructure and is at, you know, at or below sea level and has waterways like needs levees basically mm-hmm. to prevent flooding. Right. So, um the levees of New Orleans, new Why can I say New Orleans? New Orleans. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> new I don't Orleans. Know. God.
0: Again, I think it could go either way, but. Okay. Yeah.
1: So they, the levees were built by the army corps. Um, and okay. I, I, I say in my notes, we'll get back to that in a little bit. <laughs> um, so um, yeah. Okay. So the Mississippi river runs through the city, the Mississippi river, Gulf outlet, the Gulf intracoastal waterway, several canals. There are two lakes. Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne, um, and they're, they're not like lakes. They're like open to the ocean, but they call them lakes. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't really get that. Okay, so um, by 8 a.m., um, the Hyatt Hotel in the yep. city, most of its windows on its north side are completely blown out.
0: uh
1: and there's all these other high rise buildings that are just, all their windows are blown out. Beds are flying out of windows. The facades of all these buildings are just being sheared off. Oh like my a, God. Yep. With like exposed piping. And it's just the winds are crazy.
0: And a, a lot of people like sheltering in places like the Hyatt because you would think like, no, this hotel would be safe. No.
1: Well, I, I will act. I think there were some, they weren't legally supposed to be there. I know right. that I saw a photo somewhere of the, I think it was the national guard, like checking the Hyatt for people, for survivors. Wow. Um, but I don't think anyone was, was supposed to be there.
0: Mm.
1: Um. Also, this is when the levees start to fail. So basically water's just rushing over them. They're, they're being destroyed by the, there's like, storm surge
0: here's my question though like are they being destroyed or is the water going over the levees because like that's why are they so they're concrete reinforced like are they just like cracking
1: well they needed to be repaired they they were Uh, I, I, I think I wrote it down I think they were built in like the 80s okay and they they were just the pressure from the storm surge is like crack is like breaking them, but they're yeah. but they're they're also just being overrun. Yeah, um, I
0: can I can easily see the water like going over them. I just wasn't sure if like they were like cracking too and all that stuff. But it sounds right. like it sounds like both situations were happening.
1: It was I was confused about that too. And I read a lot of like engineering articles about it, and they were really technical, and I didn't really understand what I was reading. Yeah, but um. Okay, so um, also this lake that I can't pronounce, Train, it's overflowing into the city. It's being oh. just, the storms are just, just coming from everywhere and it's just going up every waterway it can and there's nowhere for all of this surge to go. Yeah. Um. So the Superdome, where 26,000 people are sheltering, it it's waterproof membrane peels off. What? Yeah. Um, two sections of its roof are damaged. I actually, I watched a video where all of a sudden, all this water starts pouring in on people.
0: Oh, so yeah. scary.
1: I mean, oh, how fucking scary would that be?
0: And it's like the place that all these people are sheltering. So I'm sure there was like mass panic.
1: Oh, yeah. oh Yeah, totally. Um, so 80% of the city becomes flooded. Some neighborhoods are 20 feet underwater, um, and for context, the average two-story home is 18 to 20 feet tall. So,
0: okay, it's yeah, just,
1: all you see are roofs. That's all you see in these neighborhoods. Yeah, you probably saw those photos.
0: Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just thinking about even like, like the house I grew up in. It's about, I don't know it's like, it's, I'm just thinking, sorry. Yeah. You can, yeah, cut, yeah. That, you can cut that part out. It was just like in my mind.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Cause if you think about it, like, yeah, 20 feet, that's like two stories. Yeah. For the water to be that high. That's insane. Yeah. Over that, a big, yeah. a big area of a city. I mean, that's a, that's,
0: crazy. that's, that's so scary. I can't imagine.
1: So the Mississippi river Gulf outlet there its levees fail. That floods most of the eastern part of the city. And then the industrial canal. Um, that's the canal when it when its levees fail. That's the one like you heard you heard a lot about like the ninth ward. Yeah. That was like the area of New Orleans that was really like damaged the worst. Yes. That's the industrial canal is the canal that was responsible for flooding for a lot of the flooding there. Yeah. So there's, Uh, there's 53 levee breaches and in total 53, 53 different spots. These goddamn levees didn't do their job.
0: That's, Um, that's insane.
1: Yes. So, so the failure of the levees was determined as the cause of most of the deaths because of, um, you know, the storm surge, the flooding. Mm -hmm. Um, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers were responsible for the levees. They designed and built them um, decades earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only 20 the levees are only 23 feet high at their their highest height. Yeah. and the storm surge was like north of 28 feet. Oh, so that's yeah, that's a lot that's a big difference. Yeah. Um and this is a little bananas, but basically when the US Army Corps built the levees, this is I swear to god this is what it says cuz they did a big investigation into this in the aftermath of Katrina. They the engineers working on it misunderstood a report that had come out that year about like how deep the levees should be in the ground and how tall they should be. Oh no. I don't get that. How that happens. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe
0: that That's was not yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, and when you have like a bunch of engineers on it versus like one guy that was like, well, this is, you know, like how is the misunderstanding? I know. With a bunch of people.
1: Um. Anyway. So the guy that did the report of, you know, like, what the hell happened. He said this never would have happened if the Army Corps had hired an external, like, review board to double-check their work. Mm. But they're the government, and they're the Army, and they do whatever the hell they want. So that tracks. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, there was this... St- storm surge researcher that's his that's what his title is storm surge researcher is that like your next job yes (laughs) i am going to school for that um okay he before uh katrina he had been researching new orleans specifically with storm surge and what would happen if there was like a cataclysmic hurricane event um and he actually okay this is what he said um Okay, so when these two channels meet talking about the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet and the intracoastal waterway, um the water building between their levees is squeezed into a single channel, a funnel. Um in concert with the denuded marshes, I don't know what that means. It could increase the local storm surge hitting the intracoastal waterway by 20 to 40%, a critical and fundamental flaw. So the whole flood protection system, the whole levee system in this city is just, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: Did this guy, did this levy res- or surge storm researcher guy, like, did he come out with this report before or after the storm?
1: I swear I read that it was, like, three months coincidentally ahead of, like, because it was about to be hurricane, a hurricane season.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess he came out with this report like three months before Katrina. Oh, bummer. Yeah. But nothing really came of it because of course, no one yeah. took it seriously. Yeah.
0: That's a bummer.
1: Um, oh, there were also issues with the cypress forests that um, like historically protected the area from storm surge, they had seen saltwater intrusion. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. They are the, (laughs) they are the perfect shortcut for saltwater intrusion. Um, Meaning like the, the water can just get right through them easily. This is what I wrote down. The straight design and lack of outward flow into the Gulf allowed the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet Canal to become the perfect shortcut for saltwater intrusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so the design of the canals damaged... Yes, the design of the canals damaged the buffering cypress forests and wetlands.
0: Ah, that makes sense, yeah. Like,
1: like had damaged it before this. So basically... And
0: I think... Oh, go
1: ahead. No, just like the system of the, the canal system... Um, was already creating environmental issues and flaws in the flood protection system before this.
0: Yeah. And I think cypress trees are those trees actually that um, they feed into water. They yes. like, lo- like their roots, like, cause we had a cypress tree at our pond in Dallas and it like always went into the tarp and like messed up our lining and stuff in the pond because it like craves water. So right. I think that's what those trees are. Yes. Just- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they keep like erosion from happening and they, yeah. they're they're a buffer. Yeah, they're good trees. <laughs> they are great. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay. So Katrina hangs over New Orleans for hours. It just like takes its time, just pummeling the city. Um, and then it kind of swings to the east and it makes its technical third landfall. Um, on the Louisiana Mississippi border, as a category mm. three, it spawns eleven tornadoes in Mississippi, ah! eleven, and eighteen tornadoes in Georgia. Ugh. Isn't that random?
0: No, because that those are like my reoccurring dreams. There's always like eleven or
1: eighteen in them.
0: There's not just one. We'll talk about that later. Wow!
1: That, wow!
0: Weird. Oh yeah.
1: So okay, so Katrina maintains her strength well into Mississippi, and she finally loses strength over Meridian, Mississippi, which is 150 miles inland. Mm-hmm. So the in- every single county in Mississippi was like declared as an emergency zone, basically. Oh, um, and then she so she downgrades to a tropical storm, and she heads into Tennessee and Kentucky. Um. So I guess so, I
0: never, I guess I realized that hurricanes, like the remnants keep going, but I never even knew it. Like anything about Tennessee or Kentucky. Yeah. Like it, you know, it, obviously it, that makes sense, but
1: yeah, you didn't hear about it. You, you didn't hear about any, I mean, I didn't, any of the other areas. I
0: didn't. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So then, so, the, okay. So this is the day after Tuesday, August 30th. So New Orleans is in a, is in shambles. Um, The Mississippi coast is devastated. There's hundreds feared dead. There's millions of dollars of damage that they've already estimated. Um, There's, you know, we all saw this footage of just people like stranded on their roofs and dead bodies floating in the streets. Oh, it was so awful. And like people, thousands of people just like wading through that nasty brown water. Uh. With like makeshift rafts. It's like, just a nightmare. Yeah. Just like trying to find help, trying to find clean water. Um, and, and I the, remember
0: like when they were like looking for like their loved ones in the rubble, like mm-hmm. they would like smell the sense of death, but it it might've been a human. It might've been like a cat or a dog. Like how awful. Like you yeah. just didn't know what you were going to find.
1: Oh yeah. oh yeah. It was just death, especially in the ninth ward. It was just death. death. And it was, um, there just weren't resources.
0: Like it was just
1: a mad panic and like looting starts and people are like, are looting legitimately just to find water and food. Oh, I know. Then there's a criminal looting where people are also stealing non-essentials.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure it got super violent. It did. Like, and I don't even know really about that part,
1: you know? Well, I found this quote from the governor, governor Blanco. Of Louisiana and she said they, meaning like the troops that they bring in, um, they have M sixteens and are locked and loaded. These troops know how to shoot and kill, and I expect they will.
0: Oh God. Yeah, isn't that that's scary? A little, that's a little scary.
1: Yeah. So okay. The city is a hellscape. It's like we already have enough
0: death here. We don't <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's like <laughs> it's chaos and there's yeah, no la- I get the law and order is just out the door.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: So it's basically like a a post-apocalyptic scene. Um total madness. The water stops rising on Wednesday, the 31st. Um, and then the relief effort starts. So there's um it's estimated that there's $125 or $125, 125000000000 billion in damage at this part point. I'm like, least. damn. I <laughs> know $125. Yeah. Um, so this makes Katrina the costliest hurricane tied with uh Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Wow. Um, she was the fourth most intense hurricane to ever make landfall in the contiguous United States. Mm. And to this day, Katrina had the strongest and most extensive storm surge in the history of the United States. So scary. So it's just, you know, the overall sentiment is that President Bush, Ray Nagin, the mayor, the governor, Governor Blanco, and then the director of FEMA, Michael Brown, all just made shitty decisions and dropped the ball.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And do you remember all that controversy with FEMA? Everyone hated their guts.
0: Oh, I remember something going on about it, but I don't remember what the issue was.
1: Yeah, they just um really screwed up. Um,
0: I feel like there was something else also with like one of the organizations, whether it was like and don't quote me, it was like Red Cro- Cross or Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember there was like people that were so mad at these these um, organizations because like the way they were distributing goods were like not going to the people who really needed it. Don't quote me. I just remember there was a bunch of stuff like that happening and everyone was really divided.
1: I think, yeah, I, well, okay. Let's start with FEMA. Cause I think I did write about, maybe I didn't put those in my notes, but I definitely, the Red Cross and the Salvation Army were largely involved in the relief effort. Mm-hmm. Um and they did a ton of work down there. I'm sure Good. there were controversies. I feel like the Red Cross actually and the Salvation Army like run into a lot of controversies.
0: Yeah, and maybe I'm thinking about FEMA again. I don't know. Well, Fe-
1: So okay, so FEMA's the one they were. They're the agency, the government agency that was responsible for providing housing assistance, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um. But only one-fifth of the – like, you heard the term FEMA trailer. Like, everybody lived in FEMA trailers. Mm -hmm. Only one-fifth of the trailers needed were actually supplied. Um, So -hmm. there was an enormous housing shortage. Um,
0: Was that because they didn't have them? They just didn't – yeah.
1: They just didn't mobilize correctly and get them down there. Like, there were so Mm -hmm. many different reasons why – but um FEMA paid for 12,000 people to stay in hotels until the February of the next year. Um so that's good at least.
0: Wow, yeah, that's that's really good.
1: Um and then they cut that off but then they still um some evacuees were still el- eligible to receive assistance through them. Um oh, and you know, okay, so here's some some trivia. Do you remember when Kanye West said <laughs> that George Bush doesn't care about black people? Yes. Okay, that's like, and and George Bush said that that was the worst moment of his presidency. I saw an interview where he said that.
0: No way! I never knew that George Bush said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll so go on, Kanye
1: Kanye West made that statement at the at a um the like a Hurricane Katrina concert. Oh. At a benefit concert. This, that statement was in regards to Hurricane Katrina. I never knew that. Yeah, I never I knew he, that either. I know. I thought he was just ta- like speaking about it generally. Hmm. Um, That's so interesting. I know. So, yeah, I mean, like huge uh, economic effects. Um, it, uh, the largest. Okay, I'm going to get this word right diaspora do you know what that is
0: <laughs> no i do not please enlighten
1: it's when <laughs> it's when like a huge number of people um like move from one area to different areas because of something
0: oh yeah well i should know that term because i know um and i still meet people from new orleans because of uh, hurricane katrina in dallas every time i go
1: yeah. So a ton of people moved to of people. Dallas. Mm-hmm. Tons. Yeah. A ton of people moved to Mobile, Alabama, yep. Baton Rouge, Chicago, got a ton of people. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really
0: fascinating. I know. Because, you know, a lot of people also were just really scared to even try and rebuild, you mm-hmm. know, it's, you know.
1: Well, for, yes. And what I was seeing was it's going to happen again. It's, it's a, it's a city in the Gulf of Mexico that is below sea level. Yeah. like It's going to keep happening. There were, I read articles about how you couldn't even get homeowner insurance in a lot of places in, in the city. They were like, no, there's no way.
0: Uh, that's tough. Yeah. So. And you, did you just see the latest hurricane? It actually hit cut off Louisiana. And it was like really bad.
1: Yeah. Um, I know they got hit this year. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're they right in the path. They're like right in the. The zone. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember how Brad Pitt designed and built a bunch of houses? No. For residents in the ninth ward. Through his no. foundation. And like that's they're, so great. I yeah, didn't but know like, that. Yeah, but now like the houses were like pieces of shit. And like oh falling apart. And like I think he got what? sued. Brad, <laughs> come on, use some good materials. I, rem- good. I remember seeing him being interviewed, I think on like the Today show about it. And the houses are all they're all different and they're pretty cool looking and like colorful, but like they just were shitty.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Brad. Um, Whatever, I guess maybe he had good intentions but didn't know. Who knows?
1: I mean, he definitely had good intentions, but you gotta, sh- you know, you gotta also make sure people can live in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, um the state of, no, the US government requests that the World Meteorological Organization retires the name Katrina from their list of names. Oh, Um, because of the death that they don't, they, they usually don't retire the names, but because of the death toll, the government was like, can you please take this off the list? So there's never another tropical storm or, you know, any storm ever named this again.
0: Wow. I had no idea. And I didn't, I thought they would retire the name after the fact, no matter what, but that's really interesting. They did. I mean, I hope they don't do that. That would be awful. Like no one wants another Katrina storm ever. It just
1: wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't be very insensitive. So Yeah. that is the story of Hurricane Katrina.
0: Oh my God. That was so good. I feel so educated right now. There's so many things I had no idea.
1: Did you enjoy all my little nuggets of information? I did.
0: And I feel like I can go out into the world and talk about hurricanes a little bit better. Like, I just, there's so many things I had no idea. And I can't believe how many tornadoes that stem from the hurricane. I mean, I've heard of that happening, obviously, mm-hmm. especially when it hits land and everything. But 18 in whatever, Georgia, in and Georgia, 11, and Florida, like, oh, I know. No thanks.
1: So I think, is this a good time to take a break? Yeah. I Don't you have to go get Lola? I do. Okay. So let's take a little break and we'll be back with your story. Okay, we're back from our little break.
0: Yeah, that was a good one, V. You did a great job.
1: Thank you. That was so much research.
0: I know. Holy it's a shit. lot, but it's, a, it's you know, worthy of all the research because it was so incredibly hard for so many people and yeah. such a big deal in our history. So good job.
1: Thank you. Now it's your turn. I like, I have no idea which one you're doing.
0: Okay. So just a little bit of background information. Um, I was born in Dallas, Texas. Um, My parents were both teachers. um, And so in the summers, uh, we went to Maine where my dad was from New England. So I now live in Maine permanently and have been for 10 years, but my background is living in Dallas. Um, So clearly one of my biggest fears is tornadoes. Me too. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier in your podcast, um, I do have these really strange reoccurring dreams and, um, it's always like once every, sometimes once every month, but once every two months and I can't explain it, but it's always like, I'm i I'm like facing a tornado and then there's like, you know, I survived the first one somehow, like barely, but then there's always like 10 more coming at me. But it's like never, it's like terrifying in my dream, but it's always like a weird, crazy adventure. So I have no idea. I don't mind the dreams. I'm like, cool. Like I survived this. Can I survive the other one? It's like really scary though.
1: Wow. That's so weird that you have reoccurring tornado dreams.
0: I know. It's like a thing. It's the only reoccurring dream I really have. And um, I don't know why, but. That's
1: fun though, that you go on like tornado chasing adventures in your dream. I literally
0: can remember all of them too. Like one time I was in like a field and I went into the ditch and it like went right over me but I was fine like mm-hmm. weird things like that. One time I was like flying in the air in a basement holding onto a chair. I don't know.
1: Oh my god, that's so yeah. intense. I did not I know.
0: I know. I know. Okay. Oh, wow. So that's that um and you know we I've never personally had any really close calls. Um I know that my mom did last year. Um, in Dallas, she called me and she was hiding in the bathroom and I'm telling all of this cause it's important to kind of know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, how we all have to deal with tornadoes there. Um, but she was hiding in the bathroom, which essentially is the center room of, uh, the house. And that's kind of how houses are built a lot in, um, you know, tornado alley. Um, and it's usually you go into a room that doesn't have any windows. So she calls me crying and she's like, it's coming our way. And I'm like, Oh my God, what do you do? And she was like, nothing. I don't know what to do. I just
1: stay in here. That's terrifying.
0: Yeah. And then it ended up like going North and, but it was like close enough. I think it was like three highway exits down from where my mom's exit is off the highway. Um, and it ripped through I-75, you know, windows were shattered. Home Depot was completely destroyed and um, it's really scary. And also, um, the other thing to note is that a lot of places, well, especially in Dallas, like the, uh, the soil is clay. So it's really, really expensive and hard to dig in. Right. So a lot of people don't have basements or so we,
1: shelters. We've talked about this before. I've asked you this before. I feel like when we first met, I was like, yeah. I don't understand how in Tornado Alley, People don't have basements.
0: Yeah, it's like it, it makes such a huge difference, which um, I'm going to cover in this story. Um, yeah. But it's really a shame. I mean, you have to have like thousands and thousands of dollars if you want to build even like the smallest shelter. Right. Um, and, you know, in Dallas, like it's kind of rare for a tornado to be heading toward your house, but if it's coming, you're pretty much screwed. Like,
1: <laughs> right. So,
0: anyway, I am covering the story of Joplin, Missouri.
1: Oh, Uh, The tornado in
0: Joplin, Missouri, yeah. Oh my
1: God, that's Um, a big one.
0: It's a huge one. So we're starting off strong with our stories here.
1: Oh, we so are. We're we're starting with like epic storms.
0: Yeah, and essentially a lot of people, when they think of tornadoes, um, they think of Joplin. um, And there's reasons for that. So um, it was probably one of the worst tornadoes, um, in us history, the most costly, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a town of 50,000 people and, um, it killed 161 people, which if you do a lot of research on tornado deaths, 161 is very, very high.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: And, um, there was 1,150 injured, which is a lot. Um, and the insurance payouts amounted to $2.8 billion, which is the highest in Missouri history, with the previous record of $2 billion for a hailstorm in May 2001. Wow. So that's just a ton of money and so much devastation, as you can imagine. Um, again, it was the most costly tornado in US history. Um, it was the third mo- and most devastating tornado to hit Joplin since May of 1971. So Joplin hasn't been you know they've been hit before um and um so i think it yeah go ahead sorry what year was this did it hit? um oh sorry yeah it was may uh 22nd 2011 2011
1: okay yeah yeah i think i i remember this
0: yeah it's yeah. it's it was devastating um and uh so scientists like the devastation was so crazy and the tornado was so big Um, that scientists like came from all over the country to study this tornado, um, because of its massive size and destruction. And they came together to see if there was anything to do, um, to, uh, sorry, anything they could do to prevent this much damage in the future. Um, and so a lot of terrible things came out of this tornado, but a lot of great, amazing life-changing, um, things came out of it too. So, Mm. um, I got my sources from, of course, Wikipedia. I mean, the best. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched a documentary um, that was really good, um, and I, I recommend it to everybody. It's called Super Tornado: Anatomy of a Mega Disaster, um, produced by the Kansas City Star on YouTube. Um, so you can go find that. And then um, the Kansas City Star also had writ- written a bunch of articles um, around like survivor stories and just like other facts. Um, around the tornado. And then I grabbed a couple of um, stories from HuffPost as well. Um, So we will get into that. Um, So yeah, May 22nd, 2011, it was a really nice spring day out. So like blue skies, like everything was beautiful. Um, And then there was a low atmospheric pressure moving down from the Northwest. And don't ask me really what that means, because I'm not a weather like journalist or whatever, but that's yeah. what was going on.
1: I I know low pressure means bad weather.
0: High okay. pressure
1: means good weather.
0: All right. Well, there you go. This yeah. is why we make a good team.
1: I, I, I hope I'm right about that. I'm pretty – yeah, low pressure is bad. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, that's what I'm assuming because it was like a horrible turning. All, right. so, <laughs> all right. Um So the weather report – um, came in and ordered a tornado watch from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, that day. So a watch is more like, look out, it could happen. A warning is like, it's on the ground, like, take cover. Right. Um, that was at 5 09 p.m. when they issued this warning. And obviously, um, no, I'm sorry, um, at 5 09 p.m., they issued a tornado warning in an mm-hmm. area north from Joplin. So all of a sudden, like we're watching for the tornado and then all of a sudden there's a warning, but it's north of Joplin. So people are on alert. And at 5.17 PM, which is literally like not even 10 minutes later, they issued a warning for Joplin itself. And 17 minutes later, a mile wide tornado was on the ground heading for Joplin. Like, can you imagine a mile wide tornado? No, no. I
1: can't. I don't even, I don't get it. What? It's, like it's, a mile. Yeah. When I you don't s- have
0: mild wide ones in my dreams. They're like all thin and skinny, but like if I saw a, a like a mile wide one, I would absolutely have a heart attack.
1: That's what I, so like those skinny tornadoes you see in footage from afar, yeah. like they're, they're, they're way bigger. Obviously those, that footage is taken from miles away.
0: Exactly. But and they're like, like just as, I mean, not just as devastating. They all have, you know, the, the skinny ones are really bad too, but like,
1: yeah. But, visually, um,
0: like, ugh, like,
1: I don't know. Mi- I'm just trying to picture that in my head.
0: And imagine like, if you actually are close to it and like you're trying to run and you're like trying to out, like run a mile to get away from this mile tornado. It's like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I
1: don't think. Yeah. Um, so like a mile is like from me to my mom's house. Oh, I think I'm trying to like, can you th- like, what's a mile for you? Like I'm like,
0: well, I know my like I, I take walks a lot and I know like my mile tracker, but it's a long way. I would never be able to like outrun it, you know. Um, so it's a lot. Uh, so this thing, the civil defense sirens went off, which is like the tornado sirens. Um, but of course, 17 minutes is not a long time to escape a mile wide tornado. So there's warning, but there's not enough warning. Um, the tornado went right through the center of town and its track was 22 miles. So the mild wide thing went 22 miles. Wow. So it's a lot. Um, there was a lot of debate about, so when you think of Joplin or when a lot of people think of Joplin, including myself, before I did the research, everyone's like F5 immediately. Like it's huge. It, you know, mm-hmm. it was so devastating. Um, but there are mixed reports that it was an EF4 to an EF five. It's like a whole debate. Um, according to the report, over 83% of the damage was caused by wind speeds of 130 miles an hour or less, which wow. means that it was an EF two. Oh my so, God. Yeah. So the, so the scale goes, you know, EF zero is light and it's, uh, up to 85 miles an hour. And EF one is up to 110 miles an hour an EF2 is up to 135 miles per hour the EF3 is up to 165 miles per hour the EF4 is up to 200 miles per hour and then the EF5 is 200 plus
1: how like how does how does the anyone survive an EF5 tornado i know this one is, isn't but that that's no crazy
0: no idea no um, idea an additional 13% of the damage um, was caused by EF3 winds, which, oh, wow. um, again, is the up to 135 miles per hour. Um, and 3% was consistent with an EF4, which means it reached up to 200 miles an hour. However, our researchers concluded that due to the absence of construction standards, that um, they were unable to determine, um, you know, that if the tornado did get above 200 uh, miles per hour. So they couldn't roll out an EF five because like the damage was so devastating. And there are like certain things that made them think, okay, this definitely was an EF five. So that's just a little bit of history. I found interesting on how tornadoes are like, you know, uh, mapped out and how they come up with their, um, their numbers.
1: Yeah. So they, so like, how do they like figure out what EF number the tornado like it just because like oh, the- i
0: will go into that it's oh, okay. so fascinating yeah okay. it's so, so fascinating okay um so according to the national weather service it was reported that 75 percent of joplin suffered destruction um in total nearly seven thousand houses were destroyed oh. um, mo- most were flattened or completely blown away and uh, over 850 others were damaged Wow. So that's just a lot. And to be like that's the thing when I think about tornadoes I'm like when they're coming at you you know and you and then you hear about these houses just flattened like wh-
1: a bathroom's not going to save you. I'm sorry. No. I mean <laughs> it's just because, not cuz everything's going to fall on you like the drywall and the shit's oh, yeah. going to hit you. Aren't you supposed to put like a mattress over you?
0: Yes, there's so many things that you're supposed to do. Um, so I have some tidbits for you of people who live in Dallas. Um, and I just kind of went through and asked them, um, what do you do if a tornado's coming right after after you or okay. like toward you?
1: Let's get some tips. And
0: so I asked. My friend Elizabeth and Andrew from Dallas, um they had some scares recently, too. I think it was a couple years ago, but one was right in their neighborhood as well, and it was super scary. Mm. And I said, "When a tornado is heading toward you, do you have a plan?" And Andrew said, "Yes, go to the most central room closet in the house and take cover." And I said, "Okay, thank you. Do you cover yourself with a mattress And if you have um if you had the time, Um, do you have a shelter nearby to run to? And he said, we don't use mattresses, um, but it is recommended and bathroom or closet, not just a room. Um, Our winter coat closet in the center of our house is our go-to. So, um, and then I, uh, and then Elizabeth chimed in and said, I wish we had a shelter. It's worth the expense to me. I have PTSD from the last tornado. Yeah. So, that's just like one example of um kind of what people are you know trained to do, like go into the middle room, no windows, like put the mattress over if you can. Um and <laughs> I'm laughing because um then I had I, I'd interviewed my friend uh Nashay, who actually lives in Oklahoma. And um, you know, I kind of asked her the same thing, and mm-hmm. I'm just pulling it up here. Um, Sorry. It's okay. You might have to cut some of this time out because I should have had this. No, written. no, you're fine. I'm just thinking,
1: it. I'm just picturing myself like hoisting my mattress off my bed. I wouldn't make it yeah. to the bathroom. And how do you get your mattress in the in your bathroom? Uh it's kind of a exactly, tight fit.
0: Exactly. Like, I don't know. Like it would, I would have a really hard time fitting it through the door, let alone like getting there in time. Okay, so then I asked Nashe who lives in Oklahoma, when, you, when a tornado is heading toward you, do you have a plan? And she goes, grab your feet and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that yeah. was great. That's, because yeah. literally, that's pretty much what is going to happen.
1: Mine would uh, be like, grab the vodka and some snacks. <laughs>
0: I know. And go into the bathroom and... Oh my God. Same. So then, um, I also called my mom and I basically was like, what is your plan? Do you have a plan? And for some reason I thought, um, I know that SMU, uh, Southern Methodist university where she works. Um, I feel like there's places like, um, where I, I went to school there, um, for, um, art. And I know there's basements in that area, but I was like, do you ever think to run to the school and try to take cover in some Mm. of the lower, you know, spots. And she was like, no, usually there's not enough time. And I was like, so mom, what's your plan? She goes, I don't have one. And I was like, oh my God. So it's like it's really terrifying. So people just like again, that's why, you know, tornadoes like scare the crap out of me because if there is an emergency and it's coming toward me, it's like, yeah, I'm with Shay. Grab your feet and kiss your ass goodbye. You know And that's
1: the thing about all of these houses that don't have, like, we have, like, a huge basement where I live. If a tornado came through, it probably wouldn't. But if a tornado came through, like, we're underground in a basement with concrete walls all around us. I just – I know.
0: Why does the North have so many basements and we have nothing?
1: I just don't – I mean, I know (laughs) the clay soil you said. And it's really expensive, but I feel like it would be one of those super necessary things to make sure you have, like, a storm shelter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So here are a couple like just small tidbits um, that I got um, from these sites I sourced uh, of just some survivor stories. Um, There was like an old couple, Margaret and William. Margaret was 73 years old and William was 78. They were sitting in their living room and I guess it was coming right at them. And the first thing they thought to grab was some photo albums, which is so Mm. cute And, um, just as they reached for the photo album, a piece of metal just came and sliced William's wrist. um, and then Margaret's glasses were ripped from her face and they had been married for 58 years. And when all of this went down and the tornado was hitting, he covered his body to shield her and they lived.
1: Oh, so like the, the, obviously like the windows were blown out or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Like, And if you watch this, um, documentary on YouTube again, it was called super tornado anatomy of a mega disaster. Um, you can see, like, it's so scary to me. Like they have, um, cameras inside the cafeteria at their high school that shot the entire thing of the tornado, just ripping through the cafeteria. And like, it is a nightmare. Like I cannot imagine. Um, same with the hospital too. They have like all this footage that, you know, of, just these like Sur, uh, surveillance cameras that like caught all of it. Um, and then just a couple other stories. Um, so, a guy named Jared Stice and his fiance, all the skies were clear, but they got hit by the eye of the storm in the basement. So, they were one of the lucky few that had a basement um, in Joplin. Um, they protected themselves with two pieces of plywood and a tarp. It lasted about 20 seconds, which I'm sure was forever for them. Um, Stice said when the two crawled out of their basement, along with their dog Baloo, a few outside walls were the only thing left in their three-story brick house. So again, bathroom's not going to save you.
1: In a brick house?
0: Yeah. Gone. Like, their whole thing was gone, except for, like, a couple of walls. Wow. So again, they were one of the very lucky few who had basements. So you can see, like, the impact on, you know, having that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Another story was as search and rescue crews went from building to building. This is after the fact along Main Street, six-year-old Dallas Lee was near 24th and Main watching her mom, Trista, go through her dad's Ford F-150 looking for his wallet. My sister had a big gash in her forehead. Dallas said as she stood in a light rain, the hood of pink sweatshirt covering her head. And my brother has a big gash in his left leg. My dad's in the hospital too. So these are all, like all the things that are, they're seeing, you know, as the storm is like gone and everything. So they didn't even have enough time, but the five members of the Lee family rode out the storm in the bed of their pickup truck. What? It's now, it's now crumbled and twisted like a tin can. The windshield shattered. The doors bent in. They were trying to get to the church where they heard was a shelter, but the church was locked.
1: Oh, good. I yeah. thought churches are supposed to be open all the time
0: that's what i thought too but hell um and like that's another thing that that was another problem in this whole thing is that you know not only were there you know barely any basements for people to get to or people didn't have them um there was no um shelters in place for these people um you know and like churches were you know known to be the shelter but it was locked so who knows um and they said we didn't know where the other shelters were so uh, i mean shelters just like weren't you know a mm-hmm. thing announced um she said uh, i told my husband the safest place is to be home before they could get there the winds picked up and the truck was slammed into the ground
1: wow and they all li- they all lived yay i can't believe they <clears throat> so they were in the bed of the pickup truck
0: yes they like literally like were trying to get home and didn't make it in time and then got into the bed of their pickup truck maybe they had i'm assuming they had one of those covers Cause it doesn't really say, but you know, like how you can cover yeah. the bed of your pickup. Right. Because if like, if the doors are bent in and it's slammed to the ground, like, I don't know how else you are going to survive with the windows blown out and everything. Right. Um, yeah. So that's like another story. Um, and then, um, this one was this guy named Garrett McKenzie. He was 21. He was sitting with his two friends in IHOP at 20th Street in Range Line Road. Another buddy called him on his cell, telling him the television was indicating that a tornado was possibly heading their way. Um, the friends had just ordered food, so they waited. They were like, well, my food's coming. Like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. They
1: were
0: like, um, come uh, on. Yeah. A few minutes passed um, and the sky had blackened. Debris began pelting the window and then they all like everything went black and um, the electricity went out. Um, The manager rushed everyone um, to get into the back of the restaurant um, towards the kitchen. Um, In a few seconds before the building would come crashing down, all three took out their phones and texted their parents. We're in a tornado. I love you. Um, Just before the windows blew out, uh, McKinsey dove into the kitchen. His friends were in the bathroom. The ceiling collapsed. People in the kitchen held tight. They hugged each other. They cried. I'm going to die today. But when the tornado rode on, him and his friends all survived.
1: See, I would feel like that's where you'd want to be. Because, like, go into, like, the walk-in fridge. Yeah. That's where I would um, go.
0: I'm afraid of walk-in fridges, too. I'm always afraid I'm going to get locked in there and freeze.
1: <laughs> yes, but... Um, don't they have, I feel like they're like, they're like metal boxes inside a building. I feel like that would be the place to go.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'd I'd probably do that at that point, but again, I don't know. That's the point is that tornadoes are so unpredictable. They change course in one second. You have no idea what's going to happen. It's so crazy. So they're Uh, terrifying.
1: Well, and that's the thing, like with hurricanes, you do have a lot of notice. Yeah, you can prepare and get out of there. Tornadoes are so terrifying because they just I know. like like that.
0: I know. Um, there's another story. Uh, Nathan Powell was at his home in the apartment at 2120 Hampshire Terrace with his four children and little brother when they heard the tornado was on the ground coming toward them. He rounded them up and thought um, they would try to get to the nearby church. So apparently this is a theme. Like, go to the church, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, they knew they wouldn't make it there. And thank God they didn't even try because it was probably the same church that was locked. Um,
1: I know. I've never heard of I a got church them being un- locked during the day. I know.
0: It's really weird. Because it was, like, in the afternoon, right? I mean, it was, like, 517. Like, evening.
1: Like, I've never... Yeah it's that's
0: so i thought strange. it was supposed to be open at night too so you can like
1: i thought it's get. always supposed to be open so you can go <laughs> in and like find your lord or whatever
0: <laughs> i don't know we'll have to deal with that at another time who knows some all of you people who go to church tell us write us in and tell us about it right um i yeah anyways um so I got them into a, sorry. Uh, so this guy, Nathan, he got all of his kids um, under a stairwell in the apartment building and then it hit. Um, Powell grabbed hold of all of the children and they clung tightly to one another. He said it lasted for 45 seconds, which is terrifying. He said the almost 200 mile per hour wind was a roar, but not like a train, like they say, which I, I found really interesting. And he said it actually sounded more like a vacuum
1: wow yeah
0: i was like that's so weird because everyone's always like oh it sounds like a freight train you know and this guy was like no and this was like a huge tornado and it sounded like a vacuum so who knows um wow. he said i was holding on to the kids and they literally floated off the ground like fuck what? no no i'm not doing that like holy shit that is like so to your poor children, it'd be like Lola floating, Lola's I, her daughter, by the way, everybody. yeah,
1: I, yeah He's awesome, <laughs> no, I can't, I mean, and you're I mean, I'm sure he's holding on to them as
0: as tight as, as he can. can, oh, no, that's terrifying, um, he said they screamed, and the youngest girl vomited, like obviously oh, when poor when we all be, I know. Um, when the wind stopped and Powell and the chick, uh, in the, I almost said the chicken.
1: I know. I was like, he had a chicken too. Wow. He saved his chicken.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Uh, when the wind stopped and Powell and the, uh, children came up from the stairwell, (laughs) did it again, um, came up from the stairwell. it, It was all gone. The whole apartment building was gone. Wow. Uh, then Monday morning, uh, Thunderstorm hit Joplin, heavy rain and lightning and hail. And the kids screamed again, thinking the tornado was coming back. Mm. So those are some really terrifying, but great stories. So none of them died. Thank God. I'm so glad for survivor stories. Um, Yeah. But um, this is some really interesting stuff um, that I also didn't know. And this is like the aftermath of the storm. Um, So this is a really big bummer. So in one indirect fatality, so as you just heard in the last survivor story, like another bad thunderstorm came through the next day. Right. And people are like, are you serious? Like a tornado just destroyed our town. Now there's like another thunderstorm. Like talk about hell, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it says, um, well, I wrote, in one indirect uh, fatality, a policeman was struck by lightning and killed while assisting in recovering and cleanup efforts. Oh, no.
1: So what
0: the hell? That's, this police officer that's a, is trying to help and then a lightning bolt strikes him. What are the ch- or,
1: the chances of getting struck by lightning, aren't they? They're so slim. There's and he's like helping. That's terrible. What the hell. It,
0: it's so terrible. Um another 5 indirect fatalities occurred after a disease outbreak called Okay, I'm going to try. Uh, mucorhymchosis, uh, mucorhymchosis. yeah, m-u-c-o-r-m-y-c-o-s-i-s.
1: Never heard of that.
0: So it infected 13 people, possibly 18. Um, and it basically is caused by a fungal spore in the environment. Um, most likely from cuts and bruises from, The tornado, like a cut, scrape, burn, other kinds, other types of skin trauma. Um, So, you know, some of those people died of that. They died.
1: They they died of it. It killed. Yes.
0: Yeah. There were no. Sorry. Another five indirect fatalities occurred, but thirteen to eighteen people had it. This is just like aftermath of the storm. So five of them did die from. Yeah. And you can imagine all of the the fungal spores and the atmosphere after you know all those housings and everything was blown over and everywhere I
1: guess, ha, like I guess I'm trying yeah. to understand
0: it like div- digging through rub it like rubble or I don't mm, know okay you know or like getting a cut and being really infected because everything's disgusting because oh, everything's right. everywhere
1: right. that kind right. of thing yeah yeah that um makes
0: sense. Oh, this is awful. Sorry, I just had to include it because it's killer Earth. Um, <laughs> due to horrific injuries suffered by some victims, there were so many different sets of remains from a single person in like a lot of places. Wow. Yeah. So you'd find like a leg here, oh arm there. God. Yeah. So people yeah.
1: were ripped apart.
0: Yes. Holy Sorry. Shit. Yeah. That's it. Was oh, I can't. Oh um. God. Okay, so fifty four. Sorry, fifty four percent of the people died in their residences. Thirty two percent died in non-residential areas, and fourteen percent died in vehicles or outdoors, which mm-hmm. I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Officials said they rescued nine hundred and forty four pets, and nine. Or sorry, and two hundred and ninety two were reunited with their owners.
1: Hmm. which is like Four a lot babies. of pets, yeah.
0: but, oh, uh, but like 944 were rescued and only 292 reunited. So that's not good. I don't know. It's really sad. Uh,
1: so um, I wonder how that, like what, what, what the reason was that they didn't reunite them. If you know your animal is missing, don't you go looking for her?
0: probably, or like the devastation was so terrible that like, that was, unfortunately something they couldn't even worry about i like i I couldn't imagine i'd be so worried about my pet but i don't know
1: yeah wow
0: so this is a really interesting fact that i had no idea um due to this due to several uh sorry uh due to the damage from you know um the tornado um the piccadilly circus was supposed to be was scheduled to like do their circus act that next Mm day. Um, and they obviously couldn't. So as a result, the circus employees brought their two adult elephants to drag damaged automobiles and other debris out of the roadway to make paths for first first responders. Isn't that
1: cool? Not really. (laughs) I think that's (laughs) terrible that they made the elephants be like excavators.
0: No, I know, but, like, come on. Like, don't they have a
1: hard enough life performing in your stupid circus now they're, like... That's true. Now they're heavy equipment for you? Uh, okay, maybe
0: cut that out.
1: No, (laughs) I I just... (laughs) no! Like, what?
0: I just thought, like, the elephants, like, did a really good deed, like, helping get stuff out of the way for these first first responders, but also, like, free them after that. Like, take them to their place and let them room free. No? (laughs)
1: oh my god cut this out no i mean no that's cool that's very cool it's not that it's cool it's just an interesting
0: fact okay i do not i do not approve of riding elephants and that nor i do approve them in the circus
1: um used for tornado relief
0: (laughs) oh my gosh well they did what they could do
1: hold on speaking We're we're trying here speaking of elephants I have to let the dog out. One second, this is an okay. unpredictable thing. That's One okay. Second. We're in
0: quarantine, you guys. We're all doing this podcast from our home. so there are going to be some hiccups. It's not that her dog Rocco is a hiccup. He's actually really awesome.
1: Okay, I'm back. We can edit that. Okay,
0: should I should I re let me just re record the elephant statement? So I no, don't. don't. Like that was theater. a good moment. That was a good moment. Okay. Okay. Well, I just want them to know I'm not an elephant hater.
1: You're not an elephant. (laughs) Nobody thinks that. It's just funny that you were like, isn't that cool? It is cool. But it's also (laughs) so awful that like they had to do that.
0: Well, I know, but okay. I love (laughs) elephants, everyone.
1: Maybe I hope the elephants got some personal satisfaction from helping, but they probably were like, cool. So- Hopefully they got
0: released afterwards and they could like,
1: where, Where, right in the wild. I don't know. Where did they go? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Africa, go to Africa or Thailand. No, don't, I don't know.
1: Hopefully those elephants earned their freedom.
0: They should have earned their freedom for sure. Yeah. Okay. So those were some stories and facts about the tornado. And now um, also just a side note, Did you know that two days after Joplin on May 24th, 2011, over central Oklahoma, Oklahoma, there was another mile wide tornado that went 63 miles long um, near the town of El Reno?
1: Oh,
0: wow. I know. So this was like not a good couple of days for a tornado alley. Um, Yeah. Okay. So going back to your question about how they determined. Uh Oh, sorry. Did you hear that? No. What? Oh, it was just, um, my Lenovo computer was like, Hey, update this. And it made a noise.
1: I didn't hear it.
0: Oh, sorry. It's okay. Okay. Let me just take a minute. Okay. Um, so going back to your, um, comment about like how they determine, you know, wind speed and, um, damage and all that. I found this really amazing. Um, So basically they looked at the damage mapped by wind and field, um, you know, from an aerial camera. So they took a video or like a photo from, you know, an aerial view Mm -hmm. and then they were able to like color code things that had the worst wind speed and like less wind speed. Mm -hmm. So it actually created this like color coding, uh, pattern, um and I can try to find that if we're like interested in putting on like Instagram but I found it really fascinating so it was all color coded so you could actually see where the worst winds happened and where the damage was most done and then you can see like like red was the worst yellow was like you know intermediate um and it all went by like what you know the demolished um items like and that's how they were color coded or whatever
1: mm-hmm. so the
0: strongest winds just over 2 miles an hour um, were the four out of five, which we talked about, but it's, if it's over 200, it's five again, that's a debate structures in the center of tornado were marked demolished, um, by matching damage to wind speed, um, along the 22 mile damage path, 40% of the fatality and 90% of the damage came from winds as an EF three, which we had mentioned, um, this means improved design and safety procedures might be able to save property and lives. This report calls for national accepted standards and codes that would, for the first time, directly address tornado hazards. Mm. Um, so basically, uh, like I said, Joplin had no organized community tornado shelters whatsoever. I think the only thing that was kind of a known thing was go to the church.
1: That surprises me. Considering yeah. their location, that they wouldn't have more of a strategy.
0: Yeah. Um, only 18% of the structures and damage paths were equipped with basements and ground tornado shelters. 18%. That's it. So that, yeah. again, just reiterates like that barely anyone has shelters. And if they did, they're very lucky because those people survived.
1: Right.
0: Um, of the 71 people who died in sheltered buildings... No one died in a tornado shelter or basement. There you go. So
1: crazy. quite effective. Yeah.
0: Um, The report also called for improved uh, construction standards. Scientists identified common themes and structures. Uh, Roofs that succumbed to a flifting force of the winds. uh, Sorry, of the winds. uh, Walls that were not securely anchored to the foundations. So basically what they were finding was that Um, The roof was the first thing to come off on all of these buildings and like almost like all of these buildings that were built did not have um, securely anchored foundations to their concrete foundation, I guess.
1: Because because they were like older homes or they were like like shittily made homes.
0: I don't I don't know the answer to that, but like what I'm assuming is that like they just didn't have the standards or codes for it Mm
1: -hmm. because like
0: it, you know it was kind of like build the homes the way they should be built. And, you know, it, it takes something like this to make the changes. Right. Um, so the Frank, uh, the Franklin technology center, for example, was downtown. It experienced winds of 170 miles per hour. The roof was pulled from the walls. Um, and that building was destroyed because the walls just like came down and the roof was gone. And you got to understand that this is causing a, um oh, I'm trying to think of the word like a not a triple effect. What do you call it? Like an, a
1: snowball effect. A snowball effect, yeah.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um where you know there's a building here the roof comes off the walls come off it's into our 100 mile an hour winds. Okay, now it's hitting the next building. Now it's mm-hmm. hitting the next building. So it's like a nightmare. It's like
1: um Because isn't isn't debris the biggest hazard during a yes. tornado? Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. It is. And that's why like this, um, we, you know, we're looking at improving the shelters now, um, to make sure that this doesn't, the snowball effect doesn't happen. Um, the Home Depot, about a half a block away from the center, of the tornado had completely collapsed. Um, and also the one I was telling you about in the beginning of my story with the Home Depot being completely destroyed in Dallas after that tornado, same thing.
1: What is with Uh, the Home Depot being destroyed? It's the way
0: it's just put together, you know? It's just like, I'm sure they have like a makeshift build a Home Depot here, right. build it here. And it there has are, a manual and everything, and it just goes right up.
1: And they're these huge warehouse type buildings, and you f- think they would be secure, and that's where I would go. Yeah.
0: So the Home Depot, a half a block away from the center of the tornado, had completely collapsed. The weight of the roof was supported by steel columns and reinforced concrete walls. So when sections of the roof were pulled off, the walls lost their lateral support and collapsed. But the Home Depot loading area um, in the back, the walls had additional supports and that whole structure held up. Wow. So the additional supports is like really important. Um, The Joplin High School, which I had mentioned that you can see the footage in that um, YouTube documentary. um, The Joplin High School and middle school suffered direct hits. Um, That's where you can see like that, footage of the cafeteria or whatever. Um, St. John's regional medical center was located right in the center of the tornado's path. The overall structure stayed intact because heavy steel and concrete frame was bolted securely in place, but debris penetrated windows and 14 people died, including intensive care patients for them needing respirators. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, they died because a building Um, housing the backup generator was flattened and crushed them so the back
1: my god
0: yeah so the steel reinforcements that like held the walls together of the hospital like was kind of a reason it was able to stand but it was still messed up and everything got blown in but the building behind them the generator uh housing unit part like flattened them so it's really terrible um, this was the one section of the hospital that uh had higher power resistant glass. Um so basically the loss of the roof was the biggest cause of damage if walls weren't secured to their foundation. Um so, like again, that glass uh part, sorry, that was in my notes, but um only a section of it had uh high power resistant glass, which I found interesting. Like not the whole hospital. So a lot of the hospital windows were blown out, but some, like a section of it wasn't because the wall, they could like withstand up to 170 miles an hour. So wow. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, an apartment complex called mercy village remained mostly intact. Um, it was not in the direct path, but also was pounded by debris. Um, but the roof had recently been reinforced using hurricane clips which are required in many coastal communities, but are rarely used in tornado
1: country. I've never heard of that. Hurricane clips. Yeah. So basically like
0: all of the new buildings or like buildings in Florida are reinforced with hurricane clips now. So like, it, like I don't know like all of them, but like that's the, the, that's the code.
1: What is a hurricane clip?
0: It's basically like, um, I saw a picture of it, but it it doesn't look like a big deal, but it's like, Oh, I can't even imagine. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture. It's like, um, picture a triangle with the bottom. <laughs> I can't do this description at all. Um, <laughs>
1: like what part of the building is it on? On the roof?
0: Yeah. Like it like reinforces the roof.
1: It holds so the like, roof to the side of the building. Yes.
0: And then the walls are securely like, you know, attached to the foundation.
1: Oh, well, so, that's like, a good the, idea.
0: Yeah. So they're called hurricane clips and I'm sorry, you guys, I don't have a great description. I know what I'm talking about, but like I'll send a picture on Instagram or something. Yeah. Um, so they, this building, uh, recently been infor- reinforced by the hurricane clips. Um, when they started to rebuild the city council changed code and required hurricane clips and secured walls to foundations on all new construction. The new codes did not require tornado shelters, but they did require tornado safe rooms in public buildings, which is like huge. Because again, they had the the damn church that was locked, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up tearing the hospital down and rebuilt. Um, they have this like really nice statue that's there now, and like overlooks the park. Um, um, but the new hospital is now Mercy Hospital, which we have one in Maine. Um, mm-hmm it's a model for tornado safety buildings includes duplicate power, sorry, duplicate power systems located underground. So now they don't have the backup generators in another building, um, interior tornado safe rooms and reinforced walls and ceilings. Um, so now like all of the like public buildings in Joplin and it's become a thing like in the South, like new construction, you have to have tornado safety rooms. Right. Um, some parts of the hospital have impact resistant windows that are designed to withstand 200 mile per hour winds. Um, the, the high school was also rebuilt for, uh, you know, using the same technology. Um, now it's required in Alabama and Illinois, um, uh, to have the tornado shelters and new school constructions. Uh, Joplin was one of the four long track powerful tornadoes in 2011 that cost uh, so like they had four powerful ones in 2011 in Tornado Alley, and it cost like all four of them cost uh, 10 to 12 billion dollars in damage, and 553 lives were lost. Wow, so so scary um, and sad. Yeah, uh, many, so this is kind of cute. Many uh, children in the town are told of a presence of butterfly people. So if you ever go to Joplin, there's, like, butterflies painted all over the place. Like, there's, like, murals and stuff.
1: And they're told,
0: I know. And they're told of butterfly people that appear to them when a storm is coming. And these butterfly people will protect them and their families. And it's just, like, so cute. Um, and then they also have a Joplin Memorial Run. Um, like, you can go to their website, uh, just Google Joplin Memorial Run, and they do a, a run every year. Um, that helps still raise money, um, for the community. It's just like a really powerful way to all get together and, you know, celebrate the lives that were lost and all of that. And that is the story of the Joplin tornado. And I'm sure there's so much more and thanks for listening, but, um, I found it to be very interesting.
1: Wow. Oh my God. I learned so much.
0: I know. We're Good just like, job. we're going to be so educated. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I didn't know so many of those things. I mean, I remember it being on the news and it was this huge deal, but.
0: Yeah. I just love how it really changed the way, um, you know, houses are built and like it, it, it's so, like I said, from the very beginning, like no one knows where to go. Like Dallas, like, you know, I don't live there anymore permanently. I obviously visit like twice a year, but I don't really know of anywhere that's called like a shelter, you know, for a tornado. Like I don't have that information and it really needs to be taken seriously and organized because it's one of those things that you just don't know, you know, it can happen to anyone and it's, it's very terrifying. So
1: yeah, Uh, they're, they're, those communities need shelters and they all need storm shelters There has to be designated places if you're just driving around and the tornado, you know, starts ripping through that you can quickly get to.
0: Right. And again, like my family's house was built in the seventies and I guarantee they don't have foundation clips, right? Or Sorry, hurricane clips. And I guarantee our foundation isn't like secure. So the, you know, it's just, you know, it's the kind of thing that you really should think about if you are going to live in the South, like have a plan. Um, if it is in the middle of your house, like, can you fit a, ba- can you fit a mattress over it? <laughs> I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot to think about.
1: Yeah. Grab, absolutely. grab
0: your like storm bag. Make sure it has like some vodka, some snacks, <laughs> don't some water, forget The vodka. Don't forget it. Or if it's wine that you love, bring that.
1: Whatever you need. Your Whatever drugs. you need is an
0: anti-anxiety, you know, thing. Get it. But yeah, I think we both learned a lot today. This has been really fun.
1: Well, we also it just reiterates that you and I live in the northeast for a reason. Oh yeah, you know. I
0: mean, I would I wouldn't mind a good hurricane. No damage. We um, We actually we actually did have a, a a tornado up here at Sebago Lake. I think it was little Sebago, my cousin showed me the damage it was a small one not to discount it because it still caused damage um but we do get tornadoes once in a while up here but yeah I mean girl
1: mm-mm. we don't get the big no it that just have free rain in the flatlands down there no
0: I'm just I'm just not into it
1: wow well <laughs> that was really good thank you yeah
0: Thank you. This has been really fun. I hope all of you guys learned something today.
1: Our first episode. So every episode we'll do, we'll each probably cover a different disaster.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, the point of us doing this, is like, let's get people educated and make things better so that when these disasters that are bound to happen, which are going to happen, at least we can have some kind of preparation and, you know, plan in place. I mean, there's only okay. so much you can do sometimes, but let's, you know, let's
1: learn. Well, <laughs> on that note, should okay. we sign? Lola, you want to say signing out? Signing out.
0: Oh, I love you. Okay, bye. Okay, Thank bye. You, everyone. Okay.